Please join me in prayer. Our Father, come alive in us today. May the words that I speak and the meditations of all of our hearts be holy and true to you, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Every summer from probably about the ages of eight to 12 growing up, I spent a week at Girl Scout camp. It was wonderful. The friends, the adventures, the culture. One of my favorite traditions at camp was opening and closing campfire that bookended the week. It was always one consistent experience, except for one week, the week that my younger sister, Alexis, joined me at camp. Now, Alexis is two years younger than me, and it was her first time ever leaving the house for an extended period of time. I remember sitting at opening campfire, thoroughly enjoying myself, when a counselor came up to me and asked that I come to the nurse's cabin. On the walk, the counselor told me that Alexis was incredibly homesick, to the point that she was physically sick, and they were having a really hard time comforting her. I got there to find Alexis sobbing. The college-age adults in the room kept offering encouragements the best that they could, your sister is here, which unfortunately was no help to her. <laughs> Maybe if you try to go to amp opening campfire, you'll feel better. And then the least effective, your parents are two hours away, so we can't ask them to come. None of these worked. And Alexis continued to cry between sobs. I want my mom and dad. There probably wasn't anything that anyone could have said in that moment to help her feel better. She was in an unfamiliar place. And even though I was there, I was in a different camp and she'd be surrounded by strangers for most of the week. She cried for her parents because she wanted someone who knew her, who she knew and felt comfortable with. Isn't that why we call on our God? This summer, we'll be exploring the Lord's Prayer line by line. And the very first two words that we say are our Father. Most of our prayers start with some sort of recognition like this. We pray to Jesus. We use language that describes God like loving, merciful, or gracious. Sometimes just dear God. Maybe even why God? Each time it means something different, something powerful that expresses how we are experiencing God in that moment. So what does it mean when we call out our Father? We pray the Lord's Prayer in the way that Jesus taught us to, and Jesus prayed to God by calling him Abba, which can truly be translated Daddy. It wasn't really until Jesus came along that God's people started calling him that. Today is graduation Sunday, which often signifies a gain of independence. Going off to college and we make our own choices, or we leave college and become a real adult, where as kids we assume means we have it all figured out. <laughs> Apparently, fake it till you make it isn't a phrase that expires. So when Alexis cried for mom and dad in that small nurse's cabin at camp, 
It wasn't the first time that she had done so or the last. It wasn't unique to her either. I did and still do that. When I need advice on how to care for my car or how to cook the family recipe, I call on them. When I need to just chat or rant or need reassurance, I call on them. Who is or has been that person for you in the past? A parent, grandparent, caretaker, an older sibling? Our Father is a phrase that signifies more than just God's almighty power. It signifies a relationship, a deep, meaningful, steadfast relationship. It reminds us that we aren't meant to do it on our own and that God is more than a list of to-dos and not to-dos. Author N.T. Wright claims that we know in our heart of hearts that we want the living God. We want to know Him. We want to love Him. We want to be able to truly call Him Father. Isn't this what our faith is about? Don't we want to know that we are worshiping a living God? A God that is present to us and is moving in our lives, is comforting and guiding, who dries our tears and makes us shout with joy. The one who knows us best and who we know and love. The God we serve and worship is this God. I think we just forget it sometimes. And maybe to fully grasp it, you need to call God mother or grandmother or uncle, and that's fine as well. No name can truly match all that God is. But when Jesus calls God daddy, I know that we are meant to be in a loving relationship with him. Calling God Father also produces a challenge. When our God is this near to us, we have to expect a change in ourselves. When we are this close to God, we might just feel the desire to respond to His callings. And we will be changed by His radical love. Paul's letter to the Corinthians offers three ways that we are changed in just a few short verses. The first is direction. Paul writes, No idol in the world really exists, and there is no God but one. Now Paul's writing to a church who are mainly Gentiles, and they worship many gods. And while we aren't that group of Gentiles, I would argue that we do too worship many gods. We follow the false gods of success, consumption, and selfishness regularly even when we don't want or mean to. But I've also seen those false gods disappear when we're filled with compassion for our neighbor and desire to disrupt systems that harm our world and God's people. When we are this close to God, such that we call God Father, we have to be prepared for God to tear down our false gods and show us a life calling that is full. Some of you are just starting college your careers, some of you are right in the middle of them, some of you have retired from work, and all of you have callings. 
Often we talk about callings only in terms of day jobs, which it can be, but it's also so much more than that. Our Father called Jesus to show the world love in radical and disrupting ways. A family business we've been born into is not necessarily easy, and it's lifelong. In fact, it may upset a lot of people if we decide to choose love of people over love of money or systems. But a closeness to God might just bring about that change. The second change is in our being. When my siblings and I get together, especially now that some are raising children, more and more we recognize how ingrained parts of our parents are in us. Of course, pointing out, you're acting just like mom. It's mostly a compliment, but sometimes it's met with eye rolls. Either way, it's inevitable. No matter who raised you, you pick up on tendencies and life views simply by watching what they did and how they acted in the world. When we call God our Father, we are calling ourselves God's children. And children take on the personality traits of their caregivers, whether they were born with their DNA or not, if they are paying attention. Paul reminds the church in Corinth that not only is God greater than our idols, but from one God, the Father, is our existence. Watch what God does through scripture, through others. Allow yourself to be inspired by the transformative way God works in you. Response to the Spirit is natural. It's what your soul longs for. Have you felt a nudge to call someone this week or take a huge risk for God's good that includes your family or your job? Even though we can be stubborn and want to fight every urge to act like our guardians, our Father has a way of inspiring us and reminding us that God's way of life is how we were created to exist. But we exist not only from God, but for God as well. Which brings us to the last change, hope. It is so easy to fall into despair when we look at the world around us. It seems like every day presents a new tragedy and hope is hard to come by. The reason it can be so hard to come by hope is because we try to manifest it on our own. If we are to live our lives for God, then the hope can only come from God. It isn't produced from our own minds because we sometimes don't even know what a different world can look like. So instead, we allow God to fill us with a different kind of hope. Hope that one day, God will come to us again in the flesh. Hope that God will be living with us daily. Hope that God will continue to give us direction, to fill us with love for one another, to change the world in radical ways. We call on our personal, loving God to give us hope for a future that is entirely in God's hands. Because who knows what's best for us better than our great Father. Today, this week, in your whole remaining life, I hope that you will remember that you can call on God, our Father, in spoken prayer, in songs, in movement, in silent reflection, 
in a way that reminds you of just how alive God is in each and every one of us. But be ready, because with that close of a relationship, you just might change.